Come on and bless the name of the Lord in this house. Anybody got a hallelujah in your spirit, a hallelujah in your heart? He is the risen King, King of kings and Lord of lords. Come on and bless his name like he is God of all creation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with us. Let us exalt his name together for God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Amen. We want you to share this with your neighbors and your friends. Those of you who are joining us online, let them know that you're watching K-Chapel Live. And to all of you who are here in person, thanks be to God that we're able to gather in this place together. Amen. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Come on, come on. If you're glad to be in the house, it's been a long time since we've been able to gather like this. The numbers are good. Amen. We're all mass and we ought to give God some praise this morning. Come on, stand to your feet and bless his name. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. This feels like church. This looks like church. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Come on, come on. Death couldn't hold her. Hallelujah. The victory you have won the victory hallelujah 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 you have won it all for me hallelujah Give him a hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. Hallelujah. Reverend Harrington, come on and bless this house. Yes. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We give you all the praise, Lord that you let us see another first Sunday. God, we'd like to thank you for the pastor and thank you for the journey. God, we'd like to thank you for every household that's represented in here this morning. God, we just praise in your holy name. We're going to give you a hand clap of praise right now, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to come together. And now, Lord, we ask that you let us put everything aside, anything that is heavy on our heart. Take it away right now and let us worship you in truth right now. Let us praise your holy name. Let us come together giving thanks that you have brought us this far. No COVID could hold us down. No disease could hold us down. No pain could hold us down. And we say thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. And now Lord let us come together in heart as we praise you. As we sing together, as we worship together, as we hear your word together today, let it feed our hearts and our spirits. And then when we part from this place, Lord, let us share it with the dying world that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised. We're going to give him praise this morning. Has he been good, y'all? Come on, put your hands together in here. praise this morning because he's worthy so we give him our best praise here we go come on y'all
Good morning. I am glad to be given the opportunity to be your uh, deacon this morning. My name is Nathan Cook. And the scripture from and the scripture for this morning will come from the third chapter of Philippians, verse 13 through 15, and it reads as follows. Brethren, I count not on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those, unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many be perfect, be thus minded, and if, and if in anything, yea, be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you, God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for ordering our steps and putting your heads of protection around our families daily. We say a special prayer for those families that are suffering from bereavement. God, we ask that you keep them encouraged and remind them that you are out that you are our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word this morning. And despite the challenging times, we are so thankful for the ability to remain connected to our K Chapel Church family. Father, I ask today that today's lesson inspires us all to remain faithful in our work of being the type of Christians that you intended us to be. We ask these and other blessings in your son, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Somebody say amen for our youth deacon there. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you in the service this morning. Amen. Good to see each of you, my father's children. God is so great and so greatly to be praised. I was looking at the numbers this morning. We have an 87.5% vaccination rate in this service. Amen. 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 That's right. We thank God for that. Thank God for your presence. Thank God for your prayers. For those of you who are watching at home, we thank God for you uh, worshiping with us by way uh, of live stream. We certainly encourage you when you feel comfortable. Listen, you come back into the service as well. We'd be glad to have you. Just make sure you register. Amen. Make sure you get registered uh, before you come and we will gladly seat you among the, the, the saints of God. Amen. Amen. Listen, it's giving time. We ask that you prepare now your gifts and your offerings. Listen, you know uh, here, if you're in person, that the baskets are prepared for you as you enter. Uh, if, you have, have, if you've not had the opportunity to give, we invite you to do so as you exit the building. For those of you who are watching online, you can give by any number of ways that are listed on your screen right now. You can give by way of the church app, by way of texting to the number that's on your screen. Also, uh, dropping off your offering at the office. However you give, whenever you give, we ask that you to do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And giving isn't hard, amen, when you know you've been changed. Giving isn't hard when you know the Lord has done something in your life. The God who gave so much to you, you can give something unto the Lord, amen. And oh, what a change has been wrought in my life since the Lord came into my heart, amen. I have a testimony this morning that a wonderful change has come over me.
say that again. A wonderful.
Heavenly Father, thank you for this offering that is being received today as it will be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. As we journey through the days ahead, we ask, Father, that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us on every path we follow. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. Anybody been changed in here? Amen. Amen. When you've been changed, you don't mind celebrating the Lord, the one who changed you. Amen. The one who saved you, the one who redeemed you. Amen. Amen. And even when you change, you can dance for the Lord. Oh, yeah. I saw that move. What was that little move she did right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, she got it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I've been changed. Amen. I dance a new dance. Amen. Amen. I dance a new dance. Listen, we are excited this this morning. Uh, it is the first Sunday of October. Uh, we celebrate our October birthday babies. Let, let me do that right now. All of our October birth, birthday babies. Why don't you stand? Let us see you. If you got any October birthday babies, look at here. Amen. Look at October representing. Amen. Let's say happy birthday to Give them a happy birthday real quick. Happy birthday, October. God bless, God bless you. Amen. God bless you, God bless you. Now they married and both of them got a birthday in October. Amen. What what is that? Two, Two days apart. Y'all were meant to be together. Amen. God bless you. Happy birthday to to each of you, to all of you. Amen. It's also the day that we celebrate the installation of our offices. This is the first Sunday of a new fiscal year for us here at K Chapel. And this is the time that we take a moment to consecrate those who have given themselves and are giving themselves to the service of the Lord by serving in various auxiliaries and ministries Uh, that keep our ministry moving forward here at K-Chapel. We want to begin that by uh, having a moment of prayer, a moment of installation, uh, so that you are not only duly elected by your peers, but that you've also been blessed by this pulpit, that you've also had hands laid on you spiritually uh, to go forth and do that which God has called and commissioned you to do. So I'm going to ask those officers, normally we come up here, but I'm going to ask that you stand where you are. If you will stand where you are, officers, to be installed this morning, if you will stand where you are. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We have the litany on the screen. Is that correct? Amen. God bless you. All right. All right. Officers, I will ask that you respond to Uh, the questions that are asked of you by reading uh, that which is uh, labeled officers. You have accepted the office to which you have been elected or appointed. Do you promise with the Lord as your helper to faithfully fulfill its duties? Pray now for the faith and compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the boldness of Peter, for the evangelistic zeal of Philip, 
for the administrative insight of Priscilla and Aquila, and for the wisdom of Paul. I'm sorry, am I, am I off? Do I? Okay. Okay, Brother Gaines, they're asking, okay, Brother Gaines, will you issue that? Amen. God bless you. I'm sorry. I know my, what my script says. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. We're going to get that out to you in just a moment. to the Lord, giving your hands, your feet, your mind, your skill, even your will to the service of the Lord. I want to thank you for making yourselves available to be used of God. Amen? All right, all right. I'll begin with pray now for the faith and compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ for the boldness of Peter, for the evangelistic zeal of Philip, for the administrative insight of Priscilla and Aquila, and for the wisdom of Paul. church office in proportion to your faith to minister, to teach, exhort, to give liberally, to lead with diligence, and to show mercy with cheerfulness. Do you covenant and promise that you will walk together in love for one another and exercise affectionate watchfulness over all those given to your charge? to your abilities and opportunities show good to all especially in helping to extend the gospel in its purity and power to the whole human family will you regularly support the work of the church by systematic contributions both spiritual and financial hold you. May God direct you as you go forth. Praise be to God. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, for these your servants, we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. 
Sanctify now their hands to the work to which they have been called. Strengthen their will and their faith. In difficult times, we pray, God, that we would not give up, but rather give over. Give over to you and the power that you've placed inside of us. Lord, we pray that when we get weak, we will look into the hills, knowing that our strength and our help is coming from you, O God. And we thank you, Lord, that in all things that we can believe and declare right now that no weapon that is formed against us shall be able to prosper. Now, it may be formed, but it will not prosper. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance, for your wisdom, for your faithfulness given to each of these leaders right now. We pray that in them and through them, your will would be made manifest for this ministry, for this community, for this world. Granted in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, officers. You are now duly installed. And certainly you are blessed by this pulpit, by this pastor. I thank God for your willingness to share in this ministry of service. To the Cade family that's here with us and those of you that are listening uh, by way of online services, we wanted to lift up the families that have had the journey through the valley of the shadows of death this week. In memory of Jacqueline Cosby, sister of Deacon Donnie Monicure, the services were held on Saturday at 11 o'clock at New Pleasant Grove Cemetery in Bentonia, Mississippi. So let us keep in prayer the Monicue and Cosby families. In celebration of life, many of us participated in K Chapel. I just want to applaud you for being there for the Reverend Stephen Mason family, pastor of Greater Curly Grove Missionary Baptist Church. That uh, viewing service was on Friday, and then the graveside service, those of us who were so close to the family, because they all grew up right here in Gay Chapel. We were right there with them. And so we want you to keep uh, Vicki and children and Shirley Mason Pearson and Otis, you know, they were here for years. Uh, they're still in town. If you have their number, just reach out to them, reach out to them on email and lift them in prayer. And then finally, for this week, we are celebrating the life of Miss April Ewing, the niece of Brother Lee Ewing. And actually, the service will be held in a few minutes over in LaGrange, Georgia. Um, and it is incurred by the Southview Cemetery. So we want you to keep the Ewing family in prayer. And I think that most of us have heard the old saying, this week wasn't ours, but we don't know what's going to happen next week. And then you know all of the families in the past months that have gone through. Don't forget them. Keep lifting them up. Keep contacting them. Call them every now and then. 
and just let them know that the wings of love of Cade Chapel are still flying high. Amen. Yeah. 
there is joy in your presence there is peace so Lord we seek your presence we seek your face God we come weak weary and worn but we come hurt some, depressed many. But God, thank God that we're here. Through many dangers, toils and snares, we're here. So Lord, minister to us now. As only you can, by your finger of love and your hand of grace, hold us, keep us, cover us, and lead us in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, and our coming King. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, can y'all bless our music ministry? I mean, really, can y'all bless them? I mean, week after week after week, they come and yeah, y'all, y'all do it, man. These singers who are not here, but are here every Sunday morning and God bless you to that media team back there who makes this happen. Y'all make this happen. Amen. God bless you. We are blessed here at K Chapel. Somebody said to me and the other day. Our sound man, Pastor. Our sound yes. man. Our sound man. Sound yeah. man, media. Amen. I, I include him in media, but that's all right. Amen. Sound man. Everybody who has anything to do with our weekly production of praise and worship here at K Chapel, hats off to you for the marvelous job you do each and every week. Amen. Amen. I was talking to somebody this week and they said to me, Reverend, I, I tune into your service and, and I just don't know how y'all do it. Y'all y'all had them singers in there and, and then it switch over to live and switch back over to them and it looked like everybody there at the same time. I said, I don't know how they do it either, but I, I'm glad they can do it. Amen. Amen. So th thank God for, for the talent, for the skill that God has granted unto us. Amen. 
And it's 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 in that it's in that frame actually that I want to invite you uh, to consider for the next few weeks a sermon series that I'm calling Reimagine. Reimagine. Nathan read earlier uh, the scripture that will serve as our thematic text for this series from Philippians when Paul says, I'm not apprehended yet, I'm not there yet, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press for the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We say often if we're going to move forward, there's some things we got to leave behind. Amen. And so I want to encourage us this morning and for the next few Sundays as a church and as a ministry to, to reimagine. To reimagine what God wants of us in a new context. To reimagine what changes God may be calling for us to make as individuals, as a church, in our relationships, even in our understanding of God. Reimagine. From the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 21, I want to read these verses for this, our first sermon in this series. It reads, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, there shall be no more death, nor neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk this morning from the subject, a reimagined ministry. A reimagined ministry. On this first Sunday of a new fiscal year, we have paused to give God and to give now you, my brothers and sisters, give you thanks for the faithfulness that you have demonstrated to this ministry over the last 12 months in the midst of a 
worldwide pandemic. We can celebrate the mercies of the Lord that have been renewed morning by morning, week by week, month by month right here upon this ministry. We have set new benchmarks because you have shown an incredible level of faithful giving and we have done our best as good stewards to be good stewards in the management of what you have entrusted to this ministry. The fertile soil of this ministry continues to be seeded by your generous spirit and we are believing God for a great harvest to come. But the first Sunday of a new fiscal year is not just about the church's finances. It's about the church's future. The start of a new fiscal year is not simply about money. It's about mission and ministry. Just why we pause not only to thank God for what we've been able to do, but to take time to consider what the Lord is doing with us now, where God is leading us now, who God is calling for us to become as a community of faithful believers. I think, I think it's safe to say that over the course of the last 20 months now, we all have had to rethink how we go about doing some things, whether it's how we work, for you students, how you study, or how you exercise, amen lights. You've had to rethink how you make groceries, how you pay bills, how you shop, how you meet and recreate with your friends. We even had to think and rethink how we worship because our world has changed. And we've made the necessary adjustments to account for the new reality that is before us because that's what we do. We adapt. It was a little over a month ago when we were preparing for a September return to full-time in-person worship, which we could not do because of the rise of the Delta variant. But I shared with you that in light of the adjustments that we've had to make, that we should resist the urge to simply return to what we left, expecting to pick it up. I challenged you to see the last one and a half years not merely as an interruption, but rather as a disruption. A disruption of not only what we do, but a disruption of who we are. A disruption of how we relate to one another and to our community. A disruption of what we have neglected to do and what we have been committed to doing that wasn't necessarily being done or making the best use of our resources, time, and energy. A disruption. A disruption of the habitual things that we do that now lack relevance. A disruption of the traditions that have run their course and serve their purpose but need retooling or refreshing in order to reach a new generation, a disruption. I 
challenge us to not be afraid to do things differently or to see things in different places or to embrace new operations or to utilize new technologies and new formats for worship and new designs for men. In other words, we should not look to go back when we come back. We must avoid the desire to pour old wine into new wine skins, but rather seek to be refreshed and renewed so that the new wine of the Holy Ghost can find home in us now. now I want to take this moment to reissue that challenge and invite you, the newly installed officers and leaders of this church, you who have agreed to give of yourselves and to give of your time and to give of your talents and resources for the good and the growth of this ministry to the glory of Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to see this as more than just another installation. Today must be more than a confirmation of your willingness to serve. It must be more than a public pledge that you have made to provide leadership to your respective ministries and auxiliaries, but today must be the start of a reimagined ministry. Today must mark the moment when the shift at K Chapel begins. Today must be the day when we dare to think, to dream, and to move ourselves beyond ourselves, beyond our past, beyond our ways, and to be desperately drawn to that sacred place where God is leading this church to be. But today is a day of installation, yes, but it is also a day of reimagination. Let us begin today collectively reimagining. Reimagine what ministry in 2022 and beyond will look like. Reimagine how Christian education will happen in 2022 and beyond. Reimagine what youth ministry looks like in 2022 and beyond. Reimagine what worship will look like. Reimagine how Sunday school classes will meet. Reimagine how new teachers will be trained. Let's reimagine what church membership means. Reimagine the idea of out-of-state members and how they are engaged. Reimagine community outreach and missions happening from our own mission house out back. Reimagine. Reimagine how existing indoor and outdoor spaces are used regularly. Reimagine how construction plans need to be revised. Reimagine. Reimagine how we connect to our sick and shut-in in more meaningful touch points. Reimagine how we care for the bereaved after the funeral is over. Reimagine. Reimagine our witness in the city of Jackson as a church committed to seeing families, neighborhoods, and communities saved. Not just saved to go to heaven. but saved even from ourselves. I want us to start today reimagining. 
And over the course of the next three months, this first quarter of this new fiscal year, October, November, and December, I want you to join me in asking God to give us a redemption imagination that allows us to remember, recover, and reimagine God's will for us. A redemption imagination, a redemptive imagination that is honest about where we are, who we are, and how we are, and is then open to seeing God's vision for us. A redemptive imagination that taps the mind of Christ and touches the heart of God. That's what God gave to John. While he was in exile on this Isle of Patmos, listen to him. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. John says, I saw it. When I was not distracted by the cares of the day, I saw it. When I was quiet long enough, undisturbed by the hustle and bustle of my own makings, I saw it. When there was nothing competing for my attention or my allegiance or my affection, I saw it. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. John was given a vision that allowed him to reimagine a world that was broken. To reimagine an earth that was failing. To reimagine a heaven and an earth that had run their course. And when John went into lockdown, God gave to John a redemptive imagination that allowed him to see three things. He allowed him to see the not yet, the no longer, and the never again. Can I talk to you about the not yet for a moment? John says in verse 1a, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. John, John saw something that did not yet exist. A new heaven and a new earth. In his mind's eye, John got a vision of what could and would be. One of the great abilities that God has given to man is the imagination. It is the imagination that has inspired and led to our greatest achievements and advancements in this world. Man looked at the birds and imagined taking flight in the air and built the airplane. Looked at how the sun lights the sky and imagined having some artificial sunlights at the flip of a switch and invented the light bulb. Looked at the bulky size of a computer and imagined shrinking them to handheld devices and invented the iPhone. Man looked at space travel and imagined not having to rebuild rocket boosters over and over again. And Elon Musk redesigned them so they return to earth and land on their target. The imagination is one of our greatest abilities. It pushes us to the space of creative wonder and exploration. The imagination helps us to ask questions that we have not asked, to see things that we have not seen, and to dare to create the not yet. But I wonder this morning, I wonder if we have lost our ability to imagine a better world. Because we're surrounded by narratives of despair and dire warnings of doom and gloom. We hear the reports of crime day in and day out. We watch the number of homicides in this city increase almost daily and we lose hope for a better world. 
We see poverty increase while corporation profits rise and we lose hope for a better world. We watch an unbalanced immigration policy that flies Afghan immigrants out of Afghanistan to escape the Taliban, but flies Haitian immigrants back to Haiti to face the terror of an infrastructure destroyed by an earthquake and a government destroyed by terrorists, and we lose hope for a better world. We watch communities around us decay with abandoned houses and buildings, overgrown lots and littered streets and crumbling infrastructure, and we lose hope for a better world. And I must confess that I'm guilty of this too. But we need to ask God for a redemptive imagination where we can begin to imagine a new street, imagine a new block, Imagine a new neighborhood. Imagine a new community, a new city, a new, a new Jackson. A new heaven and a new earth. Because here's what I believe. A dreamer who is bold enough to reimagine the world as it is when guided by the light of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit can change the world. So I want us to reimagine K-Chapel. Not just as a church where we meet but a center where we minister reimagine our touch being felt while our teaching is being heard reimagine a true ministry of community outreach that looks for opportunities to be the salt and the light that Christ declares us to be reimagine a ministry of reclamation that redeems the family bringing us back to a biblical standard uh, that restores public spaces to provide safe places for children and families to grow and play together that reveals the integrity and the dignity within the hearts of young men who see their value and their worth and their potential and therefore they are unwilling to take another brother's life. This this is the not yet that we must have the will, the courage and the collective boldness to imagine. The not yet but shall be. I saw a new heaven I saw a new earth. But then we must see what John saw. Secondly, he saw the no longer. Verse 1b says, For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now, can I be honest, church? Here is where we're going to be challenged. When we have to look at and be honest about the no longer. Let that sink in for a minute. It's not so much for us to reimagine the not yet. We can, we can do that. But the no longer? You mean we no longer? You mean we not? can pull the not yet out of you but the no longer that's the stuff the things it's the things that have run their course the no longer the things that have worked in their season, the no longer. The things that have served their generation, the no longer. We are oftentimes guilty of not being willing to reimagine what's no longer working. 
what's no longer effective, what no longer fits. See how some of y'all looking at me right now? What no longer is relevant, what no longer has application, what no longer has purpose. There are things that we must be willing to look at and honestly admit that they no longer serve us well. No longer the best use of our resources. No longer the best way for us to operate. No longer the best approach in how we minister. And this is where churches have their biggest struggle, letting go of what no longer fits, what no longer works, what no longer has impact, what no longer has relevance, what no longer is effective. But oh, if we were to reimagine. Reimagine the how, the who, the what, and the where of our ministries. Reimagine unbound by our past. Reimagine with an unapologetic hope that is willing to acknowledge the no longer and see and believe and work for the manifestation of the not yet. Three, because I'm getting on your nerves. Thirdly, John saw. The never again. Verse 4 says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Now, I got to be honest, we normally read this passage at funerals. In fact, I used it just recently. But we should expand our view of this scripture and see a fresh application in that this opportunity to reimagine brings with it the reality of us being able to say, never again. In John's vision, he saw some things that never took place again. In this new heaven, in this new earth, John said, Never again was there death. Never again was there sorrow. Never again was there crying. Never again was there pain for the former things that we knew and experienced in this broken earth. John says all of that was passed away and never again was there a tear. Never again was there pain. Never again was there a bow down here. As we reimagine and acknowledge honestly what has been broken with us, in us, about us. As we reimagine and acknowledge honestly what has failed to accomplish the intended goals and where we have fallen short and what has missed the mark in our ministries. We must make the commitment of never again. Mm. Never again. Should we allow mediocrity to be our measure? For success, never again. Should we see opportunity for improvement but rest on our laurels, never again. Should we permit average when God deserves excellence, never again. Never again will we save the best of our ideas because we're not in charge, never, uh, never again. Never again will we sit on the sidelines and wait to be asked 
to assist. Never again will we see the needs of a community and be complacent in meeting them. Never again should we prevent our conscience from being pricked by the apparent needs of this ministry, assuming that there are enough people already doing and already serving and already in place. Never again. Should you let the enemy trick us into believing that we can't do big things for the kingdom of God and to the glory of God? Never again. Never again will we complain about what we don't have and rather use fully all that we do have until God gives us more. Never again will we put programs before people. Never again will we let the best of who we are and what we have been gifted to do go untapped and unused in the service of the Lord. Never again. Will we wish of what we had done and what we would have done when we had the capacities to do it never again? Will we miss the utilization of the gifts of others because we have been too selfish or too territorial in what we should have been sharing the whole time? Never, never again. As we reimagine, we need to make a list today of the things we need to funeralize. Bury. And say of it, never again. This is my heart. And this is my prayer. As we enter into this new fiscal year. I want you to know that over these next three months, I will be praying, but I don't intend to do this by myself. This is an us effort. What needs to happen here will not necessarily involve every ministry, but it certainly will involve many. And so you will be tapped and asked to help us put together a comprehensive plan for ministry post-COVID. What this ministry looks like in 2022 and beyond. Because what I don't want us doing is coming into the next year trying to figure this out. Wondering where we're going and what we're doing. We're going to spend October, November, and December Praying, planning, writing, writing the vision, and making it plain. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. And give you his peace. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. So here I am. Yeah.
in your hands Lord I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me so I give myself come to you right now I give myself completely to you save me make me a new creature so that the former things are passed away make me completely new I believe that Jesus is the son of God I believe that Jesus died on a cross for my sins I believe that Jesus 
rose again from the dead. And today, by faith, I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Now help me to reimagine myself saved. Help me to reimagine myself as a new creature in Christ, believing that it is so. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, we invite you to share with us at the conclusion of this service right down here. If you're looking, call the number that's on your screen. There's somebody waiting to pray with you further, give you further instructions to know how to live out your new faith in Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer. Amen. We're standing for the benediction. Give myself, give myself to you. Can we say that again? My heart, my life, my life is not my own. To you I belong. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself. I give myself to you. One more time. Tell him you mean it this time. My life. My life is not my own. To you, God. To you. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself. Hallelujah. I give myself to you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of us. Now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.